So Samsung just announced the Galaxy Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. Both phones add 5G, faster performance, a slightly new design, and better S Pen support. With Samsung's smartphone lineup now more crowded than ever, it kind of feels like the Note has come full circle, going from a niche device to mainstream and back to niche now. Which begs the question, should Samsung stop making the Galaxy Note? I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and this is Jason Squared, and that's exactly what we're going to debate today. So before we dive into whether or not the Note line should even exist, Jason, why don't we cover exactly what Samsung announced this morning? Yeah, so I mean, it again, you know, it's uh, they've announced it a refresh, of course, to the Galaxy Note line. It's the Note 20. Uh, they've got a basic model, you know, that's, you know, Nine ninety nine, you know, right. with without micro SD support, one hundred twenty eight gig of storage, and not much else. The real the real phone that I think is of interest is the Note twenty Ultra, which is, has all the features. But again, thirteen hundred dollar phablet. Yeah, starting price. I, I mean, the, despite everything else that they've possibly announced in terms of features, that's what hits you right in the face, like like right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's two two phones, like you said, the nine ninety nine Note twenty doesn't have all the features that would qualify it to be a traditional note device right the note no. line is, has always been samsung throws everything they have into that device you pay a you know whatever it is 800 bucks 900 bucks you know a few years ago and you got everything and for the last why didn't they just take the s20 and take the label off and just call it say note 20 you know <laughs> i mean basically just... that's I mean, and we're we're gonna get there and that's exactly what they should do is really what it is so you have this thousand dollar note 20 that no one is going to want to buy no, no micro sd card support a true business user needs that extra storage it only comes in one storage amount 128 gigs so if you need more than that you don't have expandable storage no. on the base model the screen itself is 60 hertz compared to 120 hertz on the note 20 yeah note 20 ultra um, and the latency for the S Pen is 40 milliseconds compared to 9 milliseconds, which honestly, you're not going to tell the difference. I, I don't think I can tell the difference. I used a device a couple weeks ago that had 9 millisecond latency. And I. Not unless I, you're superhuman. You know, I mean, like, you know, like, yeah. Not unless you know, the Flash. The Flash might have some problems, <laughs> right. you know, scribbling his, you know, his laundry list. But yeah, other than that. Yeah, so that the, leaves you the buying option for the most people is going to be the Note 20 Ultra, which like you said, starts at $1,300, has all the features, including the fancy camera. One thing I think is interesting is the camera with the S20 Ultra had 100 times space zoom, and it was horrible. It, it, it got a lot of negative reviews because you zoom in 100 times and it's shaky and you get a blurry photo. So on the Note 20 Ultra, they dropped it down to 50X with the caveat that they're trying to improve image quality at high zoom. Well, yeah, I mean, it, hopefully it's a little bit better. I know at 30X on the standard S20 Plus, it, it was a lot better, but so. And that's great, Jason, because you know, while I'm here stuck in my house in Florida, I can do, you know, 50X zooms on like, you know, the gecko lizard sitting on my patio, right? Well, well, if you wanted to look at, you know, your neighbor's coffee cup on their porch, maybe, maybe yeah. you want to go shopping, window shopping. I don't know <laughs> exactly what you would use it for right now. But uh, yeah, so, so we have the Note 20 Ultra. And if you look at it on a spec sheet next to the S20 Ultra, barring a difference in processor, they're virtually the same exact device. There's some design tweaks. And of course, there's a slot for the S Pen on the Note 20, but 
they're more or less identical 5g support sub six and millimeter wave and you know it, the list goes on battery life is there all of that what i'm struggling here what's the point of the note line right now well one uses a pen and the other one doesn't you paying <laughs> right. extra money for pen compatibility i i don't know yeah. you know because they're almost i mean if you look at bill of materials between the S20 Plus and the Note 10, a uh, Note 20 Plus, they're they're very 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 close in bill of materials. I mean, yeah. just in terms of if you look at the parts lists, they're almost exactly the same. Yeah, within you be. know pretty within minimal tolerances, they're very similar, very 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 similar. So it begs the question: What does Samsung do with the Note line? Do they keep doing this and releasing minor updates? mirroring updates i guess i should say between the s series and the note series every spring and every early late summer or uh, early fall late summer jason all i know is that they have too many damn phones like i last <laughs> week all right you know i did my article about tablets versus phones you know right. combinations right and i was trying to make a, a matrix of of products that were out there trying to get all the prices and the screen diameters right and, and how they correlated I could not figure out how many phones Samsung actually offers, right? But forget, you know, world, right? Because across, because every geo, they've got 19 different versions of whatever they're trying to sell. Just in the, in the North American market, right? If you look at the eight, you got that A series, right? Which is their lower level line. A lot of people don't know about, but are actually kind of good values, right? They got a whole mess of different A series. And then you got, the Galaxy S series, which, you know, I don't know how many SKUs within how many models they you can possibly buy. And then note, you've got multiple SKUs. What is it, 12 or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a ridiculous it, number. It's, it's, it's too many. That I can the, tell you that. The number on its own is ridiculous. But then when you start looking at the price points and you see that the A series starts to intertwine with the S10 series, and then you have like the S10 Lite. S10E that, and... And, and, and all those prices start to get really close to each other and sometimes are identical or you can get an S10 for less than you could get an A71 5G. Look, streamline. Jason, I think General Motors makes less cars than <laughs> than Samsung makes phones now. Yeah, I, the, you know, I totally agree. I don't know if it's factual, but it definitely feels that way. Yeah. Oh, man. So so what, what should they do here? My idea is consolidate the two lines maybe you instead of doing an s20 s20 plus s20 ultra you do an s20 an s20 plus and an s20 note edition yeah right and that takes the ultra place and instead of having a place for the s pin to slide into and having you know taking up space inside the phone and all of that the galaxy tab s7 which they also announced today uh, and their tab s6 which launched launched last year the S Pen actually magnetically attaches to the back of the device. So while you're carrying it around, it's there, it's handy, it's convenient. Now on a phone, I get sliding in and out of pocket or your bag. Uh, it's probably going to fall off, but they can release accessories, cases, whatever. That's going to be a holder for the S Pen, right? Like I get that people use the S Pen if they have a Note. It seems very popular if you buy a Note, you're going to use the S Pen, but... There has to be a better way of doing this to streamline the entire product lineup. I, I don't know. What do you think? 
Well, look, I think they should do something very similar to what Apple does. Like, you know, Apple, interestingly enough, looks like they're going to be increasing SKUs in this lineup, but still they're yeah. only going to have like four phones, you know, right? Realistically five, okay? So if you, if you include the SE in that line, you know, they're going to have iPhone 12, they're going to have iPhone 12 Max, they're going to have iPhone 12 Pro and then Pro Max. Now, I don't know if they need four. I guess they thought that they had enough, uh, they had enough, in their supply chain and 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 the, bear, the the ability to do enough slight variance on 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 the production line that it didn't really impact their costs right so i guess they see, saw a need for having two phones in the mid-range almost exact exactly the same size with different specs i think i don't know if that's going to be necessarily a great thing for them to do going you know going forward but i guess this is an experiment they wanted to see this year and see what happened um I think Samsung needs to have realistically just three devices, like three, three, three major SKU, SKU types, right? You, you, right. Need, you need a budget phone that replaces the A50 in the $300 to $400 range, right? You, you, and I think that, you know, something that had some medium, you know, sort of entry medium level, uh, you know, feature sets, you know, could, to something that's comparable to what Google just released, you know, with 4A, something like that in the $300 to $400 range, they need something like that, right? Um, they need something in the medium range at the $600 to $700 level, something in a six-inch style uh, screen diameter. And then they need a phablet-style phone uh, that may come in a few different SKUs, like you said. Maybe one of them can be a pen edition. Now, of course, you know, they should be probably standardizing, you know, in terms of, of flash storage. I don't think they need five different, you know, flash storage SKUs. They right. probably just need a, a, a 128 and a 256. And they should be having, and micro SD should be on everything. You know, that's a hallmark of Android. Every single phone should have micro SD. And frankly, I think they should be biting the bullet with their own SOC technology, right? They don't need to have for the North American market Qualcomm when they do Exynos in the entire rest of the world especially with all these network upgrades coming out on all the North American carriers. They should be using Exynos across the line on all their phones. They shouldn't be using Qualcomm because that adds a, a significant bill of materials cost, and it would make them more competitive, in my opinion. I, I, don't, I don't know what you think, but I think, I think the Exynos is perfectly adequate for, for, for what 90% of, of the users out there need. So I've reviewed a few devices with Samsung's own processor in it uh, just in the last few months, and both of them were extremely slow and sluggish. Not to the point where the device was unusable, but um, I have to think that if they had used a Qualcomm Snapdragon instead of that, the performance would have been a little bit better. So I think they should make the change, but they also should work quite a bit on improving performance if they're going to make that change. They need to invest money in, 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 their, yeah. in, in their own technology, for it, sure. It needs to be a complete approach, not just we have these chips, let's throw it in and hope for the best. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, I think as a whole, the smartphone market feels really crowded right now, especially as we're all tightening our budgets, we're all stuck at home and the upgrade cycle comes around and it's, what do I want to spend money on and what is actually worth investing my money in? And I get the business and productivity use cases for the Note line. It's always been there since it first, well, when it first launched, it was a phablet that everyone panned because the screen was way too big and why do you need a stylus and, and all that? And then it caught on. But now because their flagship phones, the S series phones they release in April and May have caught up and sometimes exceed what the Note line in August releases, there's just, there's not a lot of room for both. And I think they can, 
like we said, streamline the lineup and provide something that is consumer focused as well as something that is business and B2B focused, enterprise focused as well. I, I mean, they're basically playing a game of words when they announce the S series and Note series and how they, uh, how they promote them and market them. They're saying the same thing for both of the high-end devices in both lineups. They're just using different words so it sounds like one is for productivity and one is for gaming. Although both devices have gaming built in and it's just, it's a mess. Jason, it's a mess. And, you know, look, both Samsung and Apple got caught with their pants down this year. Nobody, look, everybody in the industry got caught with their pants down. Nobody yeah. was expecting COVID. Nobody was expecting that everyone would have to be work from home and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, going forward, look, look let's assume that, you know, there are some, we get some positive changes. We get some, we get some vaccines out there. People can start going back outside again. But the reality is, I think that the, the work from home situation is going to be here to stay. Uh, I mean, I, I know some major corporations that, that at this point are planning for people to never to go back in the office, regardless of the health situation, right? I think I think they've learned now to be more agile and, and people can work from home. You don't need this phablet thing if you're working from home. Right. What I need is my computer with my two monitors, right? Or my laptop. Um, if I need a phone, I need a phone to, to act as a phone. Or, or if I need a content consumption device, really I need a tablet. I mean, we had this, this discussion. So I, I think that, yeah, there's gonna be some vertical industries where you might need a phablet for field use certain types of professionals, but I don't think that that's a very large percentage of the population anymore. It, it, it just, I just, I just don't, I just don't see a need for this thing as, <laughs> right. as, a, as a dedicated product. Yeah. And, and if Samsung needs to have a double release cycle for flagship phones, announce a couple phones in your lineup, maybe your low end entry level phones come out in March and then your high end S series phones with your note edition comes out in August. Like I get that they have a dual release cycle and that's just the cadence they've found themselves in and used for the last few years. And, you know, upgrade cycles are timed to that. So it, it makes sense for them to stick to some sort of schedule there. Uh, but they definitely need at this point, it feels like need to switch it up when, when is what, when they release and what they release it then. Um, if that makes any sense. I think I confused myself. Uh, <laughs> so any closing, closing thoughts, Jason? All, all I know, Jason, is the prices on these things are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just, uh, and, and that goes for, for Apple as well, right? I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't see the need why your 90% of the people out there need to spend more than $400, $500 on a phone, you know? And, and and that's okay. Even with 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 upgrades and and trade in trade in values, so, so assume you get 150, 200 on something optimally, right? So you 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 get you get that savings there. But so so your outlay on upgrades shouldn't be more than 500, you know, 600 bucks tops. If 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 you really want to go crazy, right? I mean, yeah. um, I I I think that these companies need to do better resource planning, better better supply planning, and they 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 can't you know. Uh, assume everybody's gonna has that kind of cash, you know, every 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 year or two. Um, you know, I mean, thirteen hundred dollars is just I just a lot of money. It it's is a huge amount of money for 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 a small device. And I, I, I haven't seen pricing for the five hundred twelve gigabyte model, but you have to assume it's two or three hundred dollars more. Um, I I didn't see that today when they announced it. So. It's it's a huge investment for a couple of years. 5G's in there. I don't have 5G here. I know some people do and use it and love it. We just did another video with 
uh, editor-in-chief of ZDNet, Larry, and he, he loves it. He uses it all the time, the hotspot functionality of it, but he's probably the only person I've heard actually enjoy using 5G and have a need for it. Outside of that, you're spending a lot of money for something that maybe you'll start to use and take advantage over the next two years. And it is a lot of money. I mean, $1,300, $1,500 for a phone. Yeah, it, it, uh, hopefully these prices start to drop in the coming uh, releases and cycles we ha we have coming up. It probably won't be this year, obviously, um, but hopefully that change happens soon. Um, for Jason Perlow, I'm Jason Cipriani. This is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.